lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and a brand new face. Maybe you've seen her elsewhere here on Blaze TV. Jill Savage will be joining us. That's right. Oh, we will wipe that smile off your face there, sister, in about 10 minutes. We have, gentlemen, we have a fresh victim, I'm sorry, contributor coming up here in a moment to the Dace group. I'm told, though, that because, like me, she is uh, comes from the sports world originally, that's how I made my broadcasting transition, also has some Iowa ties. I'm told, though, that hanging out with guys in the locker room will not be a unique experience for her. We will soon find out on the weekly look that we on the weekly look at the week that was here momentarily. Next hour, we'll get, of course, into your feedback. How can you send it to us? Email the program, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Look for me as well on MeWe Parlor, Gab, and Getter. If you are in opposition to the Biden regime's attempt to impose via OSHA a vaccine mandate on American workers. You want to go to any of my social media accounts. The letter is there. Yesterday, in writing to legal counsel, the Center to Deceive and Control, the CDC, who has, for going on 20 months now, not done any science other than political science, admitted in writing it cannot document a, to an attorney that it cannot document a single case of a person with natural immunity, meaning they had a previous COVID infection but recovered, and they are unvaccinated, spreading COVID-19 to another person. They have no such evidence. They cannot document any such case. Of course, this blows up the entire rationale for these wicked and evil vaccine mandates. You want to get that letter. I have a copy of it. It's on all of my social media accounts right now, Facebook, just look for my name at Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. And you can also go to at Steve Day Show on Twitter in order to get a copy of that letter. You want that letter, trust me. Uh, and if you've got maybe uh, some attorneys that have been unsure about whether to represent you in the past, particularly locally, this is the kind of letter that uh, might to move them to go ahead and get in the game. So get that letter on all of my social media accounts. Also, when you're facing an all-out culture war, as we are today, it can seem challenging to stand up for yourself. So is there a way to do so that maybe avoids a direct confrontation? Maybe it's okay, you know? I mean, some of us, we got to get a little warmed up to this. Yes, there is. I mean, in fact, I just did it here within the last couple of weeks. Now, it'll be a little bit of a hassle because you got to switch a bunch of stuff over. But I'll tell you, it wasn't nearly the hassle that I thought it was going to be when we made the switch over to Patriot Mobile. I didn't lose any service. I didn't lose any data. I didn't lose any of the stuff on my cloud. Nothing. Uh, They made it as simple for us as absolutely possible because they offer the same broad nationwide coverage that everybody else does. They use the same towers. Everybody else does, and except they've used, uh, you know, values and principles that you and I do. They believe the same things. So when you donate money to them, they donate money to the things that you believe in, not to the things that don't believe in you. They've got plans to fit any budget, and they've got a hundred percent U.S.-based customer support team available to help you right now with America's only conservative mobile phone carrier. 
They've also got special discounts for veterans and first responders, so make sure to ask about that and get a free activation with the offer code STEVE when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve today. patriotmobile.com slash Steve and the offer code STEVE. You can also give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. And with that, it is time for the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was begins with issue one. Bleep, Lord Nefarious says. In the United States of America, I christen thee Harvey Milk. May God bless the ship and all who sail in her. same patriarchal, um, rich, um, racist system that we are in. This is what caused the climate crisis, and so we have to dismantle that in order to achieve climate justice. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. We were all going out and having lunch together and I said, let's ask whoever the, whoever's in the next table, no matter how, wh- what restaurant we're in, have, have them explain the supply chain to us. You didn't understand what we're talking about? If an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or it would have been, uh, in New York was was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. With us in government, we campaign with the plan. Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. I think I know why Kamala's ratings are low, besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. The Supreme Court heard arguments this week in Women's Whole Health v. Texas about the controversial Texas law that essentially bans all abortions after just six weeks. Here to cheer us up, well, this can't be right, Goober the Clown, who had an abortion when she was 23. (laughs) Are you at all thinking about some relief on any of your mandates? Listen, there's mandate fatigue everywhere, including with yours truly, so let there be no doubt about that. Um, At the moment, no. There is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally cost it millions of lives. Starting to see, as we're seeing virtually as the months go by, other groups that can be involved and and seeing it in children is really quite disturbing. When you say other close contact, give me some examples. Well, for example, if, if the close contact of a child is a household contact, perhaps there will be a certain number of cases of individual who are just living with and in close contact with someone with AIDS or at risk of AIDS who does not necessarily have to have uh, intimate sexual contact or share a needle, but just the ordinary close contact that one sees in normal interpersonal relations. What you were doing was taking stuff 
that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. We are a divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. It looks like that there is a chance that this will become an annual revaccination. The National Republican Central Committee, we support all of our uh, incumbents. All right, let's get to it. And it's it's always the guest first, particularly when it is a lady. Chivalry is not dead, although if your answers are weak, we will make you cry. Oh, are right. we really going to throw her yes. first into this burning yes. building that we yes. just showed? Okay, yes, we you're are. up, Jill. Women and children first. <laughs> All right, right behind you. So Jill Savage, what was the absolute worst of the worst this week? You're up first. I look at that and I mean, I still think it has to be the vaccines and, and all the mandates that come out and every different twist and turn that they've been producing and, and trying to force all of these sheep into it. You know, when when I look at it and not only did we see last week uh, the the children of five to 11 get approved for for the vaccine, but then this week we see people willingly turning over their babies to get the jab. And, and that to me, there are a few things that rise to the level of emotion that I feel with this in particular. When you look back at that Project Veritas deal with uh, with Planned Parenthood, when they had the aborted fetal parts, that, that to me was just next level. I feel this same way when I see people willingly handing over their children to the state without asking questions, without trying to figure out, is this it because they've been told and brainwashed that this is going to save your family, your children, everything. I, I can't put anything above, you know, just infants now being tested in, in the name of science. Amen. Well, I said yesterday on the show, on a personal level, as somebody who's pretty calloused doing this every day for a living, that story yesterday bothered me yesterday reading that immensely, just on a personal level. Todd, you're up. Did she pass, by the way? Uh, well, yeah, she didn't burst into flames or no, anything. No, I mean, that no. was a tough she, ask to... And she dropped sheep in about three seconds, so I'm in. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yep. No betas, no sheep. Can't, uh, see? can't, can't we, deal with that. All right, there we go. All right, Todd. I One of the most God-breathed things I've ever said, I feel I've ever said on this show, was my degree of certainty that before COVID came along, when I said, this transgenderism thing, once we believe that. That's the the last line of the Rubicon, right? We've crossed over. And the river sticks basically as a culture. The last two years have borne out how right I was. So right at the beginning, that uh, transgender whatever, christening the USS Harvey Milk, a known pederast, folks. Listen, do, uh, the the church that Jill and I share, the Catholic Church, uh, back the last twenty years, it hasn't been so easy. And I, we all remember the joy that the press took in pillaring the Catholic Church. And trust me, you need to get in line behind me to pillory the church for uh, the sins that it committed in this name of the same thing. Pederasty. It was it it was grooming post pubescent yes. boys. Yes. For homosexual s- relationships. For, for homosexual relationships. They tried to destroy a two thousand year old church 
because of that. They definitely had no interest in separating the baby from the bathwater. Now, you fast forward, we are christening military ships in the name of those secular high priests who did the same damn thing. See, there's, there's no objective standard with these demons. There is none. At the very least, we had one. We had a plumb line, and I still uphold that it is the grandest plumb line uh, in all of human history. But here, there is nothing. There is All there is is power and control and ultimately contempt for the God that the four of us worship. This is all about, beyond power control, trust me, this is God killer stuff. They're going after all of reality itself. Make no mistake about it. Aaron? So, usually... Um Usually, people who are at least friendly or not openly hostile to people like us in our way of life, I give them a little bit of a benefit of, a da- of the doubt, whether or not to include them in montages like this. Some people that never get the benefit of the doubt to uh, wear our jersey, somebody like Mitch McConnell, if he says something stupid, somebody, and any number, I've, I had a whole bleep nefarious says just of Fox personalities and, and right of center personalities oh, a couple, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. But usually I give them an extra benefit of the doubt. For, for instance, a few weeks ago, Todd was gone, happened to be a week that I thought it was the worst of the worst of the worst montage bleep nefarious says that I have ever put together. Just vile, wicked stuff the whole way through. There was actually a clip of Donald Trump that I had actually considered putting into that montage, but I thought maybe a little bit unfair to him to be included with the worst of the worst here. Not so much with Rick Scott. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You see the propensity of the evil that we see from the spirit of the age every single week. And it's not just Rick Scott. It's basically the people that we put there to try to stand athwart the rising tide of, of whatever name you want to give to the spirit of the age, fascism, communism, Nazism, whatever name you want to give, to, give them. Yeah, we support all incumbents. Yeah, just, just flat out. We, we support all incumbents. I, that, that, to me, is the worst of the week. And it, and it illustrates, it's, you know, it's, in some way it's kind of good. It illustrates that we can't put our hope, we can't put our idolatry, or we shouldn't have any idolatry. We should make idols out of, out of the people with R's after the name that we send to Washington, D.C. I, th- I thought that was the worst of the week. I hate doing this. I got to go off the board, though, just because it just happened late last night. Yeah. Gene Simmons of Kiss going after the unvaccinated and saying you should not be allowed to walk among us. Yeah. Guys, back in August... Kiss had to postpone their tour. Of course, they're like 70. Why are they even on tour? You know, I mean, enjoy retirement. Made enough money. Okay. But they had to they had to pause their tour back in August. Kiss did. Do you guys know why? Because uh, fully vaccinated Gene Simmons tested positive for COVID-19. So there's that. Unironically, no self-awareness whatsoever. Let's get to the exit question. On a scale of 1 to 10... With one being the odds that Lindsey Graham has ever sexually harassed a female underling, and ten being the odds Lindsey Graham enjoys being sexual hara- sexually harassed by dominant males. Rank this week's level of total depravity. Todd. Ten. Jill. Ten. 
Aaron. It's a 10. All right. Before we get to issue two, let me tell you about our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. We were just talking about that OSHA letter or that, I'm sorry, CDC letter that undermines the entire OSHA tyranny they're trying to invoke over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, Alliance Defending Freedom is ready to go for broke against the Biden vaccine mandate. And if you want to support that effort with the group, and this is why I was so fired up about them not getting involved in COVID stand earlier this year, because there isn't a national conservative legal group with a better record than Alliance Defending Freedom has. I mean, it's, it's, we were essentially going into the World Series with our cleanup hitter, our all-star, third or fourth hitter, Todd, deciding in the lineup, eh, I'm going to sit this one out, right? Or Max Scherzer before the final game, the facing elimination. I can't pitch today, guys. All right? We can't afford that. We need all hands on deck. Well, thankfully, they're getting into the fight. And at the time that maybe they're needed the most right now against this unprecedented assault on bodily autonomy. But remember, all of this is done pro bono. All right, they, they represent clients for nothing. So they live off of tax-deductible donations. And if you want to make a donation to that fight against the Biden vaccine mandate, go to adflegal.org slash Steve and make your tax-deductible donation today. I made one last week just to show you that I, I, I spoke with them personally. They're all in on this and opposing this. All right, So I gave them some money in my own pocket to that end, which is why I would recommend, if you've got it, to consider it yourself. ADFlegal.org slash Steve. Again, ADFlegal.org slash Steve. Let's get to issue two. Aaron Rodgers. Last week, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers tested positive for Wuhan coronavirus. He also revealed he was not vaccinated and that he was treating the disease with help from podcast superstar Joe Rogan. This drew the ire of almost the entire sports media world displayed in this incredible montage from Grabian. I can't even believe Aaron Rodgers did this, Skip. I have so I have lost so much respect. I'm ashamed of him right now. I think we're seeing a very different side of Aaron Rodgers, and I think we're seeing a side of Aaron Rodgers that people are really, really disgusted by. I'm making a decision that's based on what's best for me and my own health. And for me, it was a no-brainer. He literally is sitting home because he might kill someone. First, he, he endangers people's lives. Then he doesn't take responsibility and makes up some story. Then he blames the woke crowd. He, he should speak at the Republican convention. The problem with this is it is so political. And health should not be political. He gave this interview on Friday that was just... It was just so damaging, uh, promoting conspiracy theories, attacking the cancel culture and the woke mob, you know, saying how Joe Rogan was his expert analysis. While he says he talks to Harvard MDs about stuff, it was Joe Rogan that really guided him. He took stuff that is for horses. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. The embarrassment was going to begin as soon as he pointed out Joe Rogan as one of his touchstones of his critical thinking. I'm going to critically think about what's best for my own health. I'm not judging anybody else. What we've got today with this interview is a public figure spreading misinformation. Aaron Rodgers is comfortable sitting down for 50 minutes and spewing verbal diarrhea that we can all react to. It is a devastating prospect of the ramifications of what this guy is doing and what he's saying. He sounds like a crackpot. Have they talked about exercise, a healthy diet, like eating real food, drinking water, taking vitamins? vitamin D deficiency and, and what that causes in the body. No, there hasn't been any of that. I, I think that was a, a rant um, 
that went off the rails several times, uh, divorced from reality at, at almost every turn. You came across as a national embarrassment. Do you think Aaron Rodgers set the dumb jock stereotype back? I'm going to have the best immunity possible now, based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel, that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. For him to perpetuate that, um, I guess it just shows us that he doesn't care. I'm an athlete. I'm not an activist. So I'm going to get back to doing what I do best. First questions. Jill, since you're still professionally have one foot in the sports world, we'll go to you first. What did Aaron Rodgers expose this week? I, I look at Aaron Rodgers and I think he exposed the entire veil around the NFL. When I saw Aaron Rodgers, first of all, if, if we all came out in into Vegas over the summer in the offseason and we said which quarterback would come out as unvaxxed and also saying that he was in the crosshairs of the woke mob. Right. Aaron Rodgers would have been the absolute Correct. bottom of yes. my list. Yes. The absolute bottom. Right. Tom Brady not wearing a mask when he was taking his Super Bowl trophy, maybe the top. But Aaron Rodgers, certainly the bottom in that clip. I hadn't heard uh, that woman go out and say that Aaron Rodgers should have taken the the dumb jock stereotype back. That fits for a lot of people. That doesn't fit for Aaron Rodgers, who's hosting Jeopardy half of the time. Now, when you, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's not stupid. But what he was able to do when I saw Aaron this this last week. I feel like it was the 1984 Apple commercial and Aaron Rodgers took the ax at the TV mm. and he made people think because there are so many people out there that don't pay attention to what's going on with COVID, with the vaccines. But when it involves a sports figure that they like, it breaks through. It cuts right to the heart. And the NFL, we now know they knew the entire time that Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated because he tried to go through and get an exemption over the summer. He had to live, quote unquote, live as an unvaxxed person in, in the Packers facility, which means he was testing every single day. So then you have the media members going out and, and crying fallacy. Oh, look at us. We, we were not protected from this unvaccinated, this unwashed individual and in Aaron Rodgers. He was, he was tested every single morning and Aaron said, hey, you all had your vaccines. If your vaccines work and I know I don't have it, what's the big deal? But I, I just look at this and you see how upset people get when the truth is spoken. Aaron Rodgers was out there citing the Israeli studies. He was calling the media out for shaming us. He was saying that it's not right to be called selfish to do what's in your best interest. So when you go through, and, and Beck says this all the time of strange bedfellows, right? With COVID, when you look at, at the people that have gone through and tried to crash through this COVID narrative, Nicki Minaj, Joe Rogan, yep. Aaron Rodgers, yep. it, there, there were so many people that were triggered by this because they, they are upset that the truth is getting out to individuals that might not otherwise have paid attention. This might've been the first time that people heard when, when Aaron Rodgers said, hey, you know, vaccinated people can still get COVID. I, I will put money that I would believe that that would be the first time that a lot of individuals across America would have heard that for the first time. In other words, he exposed a cult. That's what he did. Yes. Aaron. Yeah. So I think what this illuminated, I, we, we talked about liberals and leftists before. 
I would define Bill Maher as a liberal. I might, based on what I've heard from from Aaron Rodgers before, maybe it's just an inaccurate perception, but I would say he's more of a lefty than a liberal. So I think maybe there's a new paradigm that we need to think about. There are critical thinkers, and then there are spirit of the agers. The spirit of the agers are the Antifa, the anti-fascists, who are just totally fine, totally down to clown with government mandating you injecting something injecting something into your body that that is completely like hello is there anyone in there that that's the level of lack of critical thinking we're talking about was rife in that montage from grabian which was just excellent in my opinion and then there are critical thinkers all across the political spectrum hardcore conservatives maybe yes liberals maybe lefties i mean aaron Rodgers is a dude. I mean, just a, a couple of uh, years ago, didn't he come out of as agnostic or atheist, something like that? Yes. But I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put him in a, in the same category as Bill Maher. It seems like it seems like uh, they might be in in, in different categories. But it doesn't matter. They're willing to think through things critically, and if they're willing to do that, they may think I'm crazy. They may think people like you are crazy and would rather you not maybe be a part of polite society, but at least they're willing to think things through, at least when it comes down to brass tacks. That critical thinking might go out the window at the ballot box, but when it comes down to nut-cutting time, they've shown you they're willing to think through things a little bit more deeper than the talking points and the the screeds that we hear from the mainstream media and and the institutions taken over by the spirit of the age on any on any daily basis. So I I think that's what it's illuminated is that there's not really left. There's not really a a spectrum, if you will. Uh, There's just critical thinkers and spirit of the agers. Well said. Todd, you get the last word. Uh, That our professional media class has all the integrity of the quorum on the Lord of the Flies Island. Uh, I mean, really there, there's so little there, there, the combination of ignorance, arrogance, and malice, these people would have been happy to march Jews into the internment camps. Uh, this if is they weren't vaccinated, they would have been. This, yep. is, this, is how, yeah. this is how it happens. And we are absolutely at that level of tribalism, of that level of flat earthism, and with this, the drunkenness of our so-called expert class in believing so much in the shiny idol is that it, that is me, myself, and I. My goodness, like Aaron Rodgers, how, that that trust me, he's my quarterback, and I've got problems with him, with him. He he he's no perfect symbol of any one worldview. Uh, he 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 wasn't uh, he was he's not Tim Tebow. I, no. I could I could see if Tim Tebow came out and do this. Why their level of joy? They can't even give this guy a benefit of the doubt. That's it, where I think the anger comes from. So yes, that's yep. my point. Yep. It's which, but and the anger comes from the fact that these guys are full on cultists yep. now. Yes, and if you he, and not, he and he left the plantation. It's not hyperbolic. Yeah, and you got to know what weapons you need to have in your arsenal, and I mean weapons. Once the cult comes after you, if if he were Peyton Manning or Tim Tebow. This would be all this would be scorn and mockery laughing. OK, this is this kind of anger. This is this is a scorned girlfriend, a scorned boyfriend. Yeah. All right. What do you mean you didn't t- drink the purple flavor? Yes. Egg? Yes. This is this is you were with us at Jonestown the whole time. And then when the Kool-Aid started getting served, you pulled that Homer Simpson gif in the bushes and just started. Eh. 
maybe this is kind yep. of going a bit a bridge too far. How how dare you leave the compound? How dare you think for yourself? What's happened here is is he's one. They thought he was one of them. Yeah. And for the, for him to turn on them, this is, the level of bitterness here is personal. It goes even beyond the exposure. This is also personal. Let's get to the exit question. Who would you trust most to give you COVID medical advice? A. Big Bird. B, Anthony Fauci, C, Joe Rogan, or D, Terry Bradshaw, Aaron? Joe Rogan. Todd. I like Joe Rogan, but I'm going with Anthony Fauci because whatever he said, I would just do the opposite of. That's 100%. He did at least admit it. He did at least admit vitamin D is a thing. He did at least admit that. What about you, Jill? Todd, I like your answer, but I still am going to go with at least the somewhat critical thinker in Joe Rogan. Yes, Here's what I can also tell you. Rogan has actually interviewed more people that have opinions of various persuasions on this topic at length than any of those other people have. And it's not even close. Right. Oh, yeah. So at least you would actually get a more well-rounded analysis from Joe Rogan than you would from Anthony Fauci. Although if you want to just set Fauci up to be your negative plumb line. I can understand that as well. This is a great time to tell you about this special we have coming up on Wednesday here on Blaze TV. Join us on November 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Glenn Beck is going full bore into who really is Anthony Fauci. What's really going on here? This is going to be the uh, the Beck chalkboard on steroids. It's going to be a monumental Blaze TV event, uh, and I'm going to be hosting the Q&A afterwards. With all the questions that you don't want answered. It'll be me, Daniel Horowitz, Dr. Ryan Cole. And when I say, I should say that they don't want answered. All right. So that's coming up Blaze TV this Wednesday. Don't miss it. More Days Group here in a moment. You know, as Aaron Rodgers pointed out in that clip we just discussed on the on the roundtable here, you hear so much talk these days about variants, masks, vaccines, but very little about changing your lifestyle, good eating habits, particularly because of the guts, like the largest immune system in the body. Uh, you know, what can make you a prime candidate for being sick? And that's where if you've got great products and healthy supplement uh, products like our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition do, take a good look at that. Like, for example, with Field of Greens, uh, like uh, unlike other superfoods, it is loaded with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables loaded with antioxidants that support heart health, metabolism, good blood pressure, digestion, you name it, packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. Just put one scoop in any water-based drink, mix it up, and with that one act, provided you drink it, of course, you've probably consumed more fruits and vegetables than the average American will on a given day or longer, sadly. So this is my first thing in the morning, part of my regimen each and every day. If you want to check it out for yourself, they've got new flavors. They've got a new lemon lime, new berry as well uh, as the traditional field of greens. You can give it a try today with my promo code Steve and get 15% off your first order today at checkout. When you use that promo code at BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve at BrickHouseSteve.com. We welcome back in Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage, who is doing okay for her very first she her very first attempt here on the roundtable. It, it's only halftime. Is the game over yet, gentlemen? No way. No. So, uh, so we got to make some halftime adjustments here. But if she keeps playing the way that she has the first half, I, I think that we're going to get the dub here at the end of the game. But that's up to her. I'll so, take okay. I'll take okay. You'll right take now. okay because you know we're tough graders yeah. around here. Yes. All right. Yeah. So let's get to issue three. 
the fakest news that ever faked. The Steele dossier. Parts of the now infamous dossier on Trump have proven to be true. I know the history of the dossier, but it hasn't been discredited. In fact, it's been the opposite. It's been corroborated. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. This discredited dossier, it which hasn't was been paid discredited. for, paid for. Your intel community has corroborated all of the details in there, the all, meeting. Some of the substantive content of the dossier, we were able to corroborate in our intelligence community assessment, which mm. from other sources in which we had very high confidence. So we know that with the FISA application, the relevant parts of Christopher Steele's dossier were corroborated. Say that if the application included information from the dossier, it would only be after the FBI had, in fact, corroborated information through its own investigation. We also know that as time goes on, more and more parts of the Steele dossier get corroborated. So when the president just refers to it as fake dossier, that is false? Uh, I, I don't think that's, that, that is the accurate characterization for the entirety of the dossier. Clear, investigators have corroborated part of the uh, dossier. Yeah, none of that is true. Once and for all, it seems, the Steele dossier, the origin of the Trump-Russia collusion narrative, which garnered rapt obsession from the left for all four years of the Trump White House, has been debunked. Special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of the Trump-Russia collusion narrative had yielded few results prior to the last few weeks. But last week, the whole case was blown up with the indictment of Igor Danchenko, a Russian citizen with close ties to Russian oligarchs, who documents show was the primary source for the dossier. The 39-page indictment unveiled last Thursday says, Claims in the dossier were built on exaggerations, rumors, and outright lies. As a reminder, the dossier was used as the pretext to deceive a FISA court into allowing the FBI to spy on the Trump campaign. The indictment explains how Danchenko, the indicted party, was the primary informant for former British intel officer Christopher Steele's dossier. Danchenko, in turn, was fed his fake intelligence directly from someone the indictment names as PR Executive One, now widely believed to be one Charles Doolin, a Democrat operative with close ties to the Clintons. Danchenko is being charged with lying to investigators. Guys, I, I don't even know a question to ask. Like, I don't know what, what opening question would encompass everything that Aaron just laid out. It, it's, it's the most breathtaking lie of my career, lifetime, modern history. I, I, don't, I don't know what to ask. So the floor is open and anyone, it's an open gym right now. Anyone that wants to take the ball and go at the hoop, it's all yours because I'm at a loss for words. I, I kind of actually have the the opposite reaction. I I feel like this. I feel like the Trump Russia collusion narrative, the the Steele dossier, is Tuesday. Now, I really do. Like I I wanted to be outraged about this. I understand cognitively. I understand the implications of this because I remember the last five years. But guys, the CDC just admitted last night they have no record of a COVID-recovered person, unvaccinated, spreading the virus. You would think that would be like the first thing that the CDC, an organization like that, would try to figure out when, you know, making recommendations about vaccines and endless boosters. That's a, guys, this is, this is the, the world that we're, we're living in. The, the Steele dossier, the Trump-Russia collusion narrative, is, is Tuesday now. I, maybe maybe yeah. I should be a little bit more uh, angry 
about that, but it's just the propensity and the avalanche of lies and big lies that we deal with every single day. It makes this seem like smaller potatoes than it should be. Uh, yeah, I'm much closer to Aaron. I mean, we there's kind of a old there's a romanticism to the fact that the uh you know the old ball game <laughs> russians versus americans spy versus spy so we know the russians aren't good actors they know they don't like us they know they're messing with us on some level we know hillary clinton what her whole career has been like this is why we have memes like epstein didn't kill himself and we know the press hates their country so all three of that just came together in this uh nonsense it, it, it's really bad. It speaks terribly uh, to the basic level of common sense acumen for the American people. But when it comes down to the fact that everything, listen, Pfizer, Anthony Fauci, uh, believing that they uh, have our best health interests at heart, America is still drinking from the fire hose on that. And and that's Americans doing this to us. That's a way bigger problem. The fact that we are dead set on believing there really is no such difference between a man and a woman, that's a way bigger lie. Actually, there's this is really bad that it happened. Uh, we need to clean up a lot of things that don't look like they're going to clean up anytime soon. But, I mean, every time there's a hold my beer, Steve, to make this look like oh my, that's that's a long, long time ago. And as you've said many times, Steve, we we can't plan two years ahead. We can only plan two months ahead at this point. All right, so Jill, I, I need you to have my back here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, I, I do. Aaron has been completely and totally uh, corrupted by clo- too close of association with me these last five <laughs> years. All right. He's too jaded now. Todd looks like he just walked out of a sweat lodge. Okay. And then there's me. All right. I need somebody who looks young, idealistic that can still be shocked to just be as completely broken watching the finale of this thing unfold as I am, even though I know how it ends. So Jill, the floor is yours. We were told that this was the story of the century. Every other night there was a new bombshell report, right? And oh, my my secret White House source has a brother down the street. And because of this, we know that Trump and his officials are all going to go to jail. And, and we all know now that it's a complete and total lie. The Clintons, anytime, it's it's the Democratic playbook, right? Whenever they point the finger at Republicans and they say, this is what they're doing, you can turn it right back around on them. So we should have known from the very beginning, though, that this is what the Clintons were up to. And of course, nothing ever sticks to them. But when you look at this and the implications that come from this, I think this is where I see th- the biggest issue because Trump was out there saying fake news from the beginning, Nobody wanted to hear it. And it's now proven to be the the fakest news of all time. You look at the FISA courts and and the fact that that was supposed to be the most pristine against all judgment. It has to be buttoned up. That was just blown away in this story. You look at the FBI and they would go down one road after another and they would just turn a blind eye when they should have known and, and just said, oh, you know what? This doesn't add up. It's, it's the level uh, on top of the next level with, with all of this. It just blows my mind. Of course, we know the media is going to be complicit in all of this. That's the least surprising thing about, about any of this. But when I look at it, it's, it, it's just the amount of people that it had to take yes. to not do their job. Yes. That's, that's the most surprising thing to me that not one Dead person on. 
yes. in all of this stood up. And you know, and and you're too young, uh, and you and Aaron both are. But I think for those of us who just remember good old fashioned media bias, but it was still like professional journalism. It just with had it was with their spin on it with, with what mm-hmm. it meant, but it was still professional journalism. You could, you could at least trust the nuts and bolts of the facts or the the data, and then they would put this. They would lie to you about what these things mean, and you'd have to un, we'd have to unravel that, right? Mm-hmm. What we're talking about here, and I think what Jill just laid out is we saw something take place that has never occurred in American history before. You, What she just described is an attempted coup. Yes. When she said the amount of people it would take to all not do their jobs. Here's the thing, though. This is where the, one area where I may depart with Jill. They were doing their jobs. That's, yeah. that's why I'm broken. This was an yeah. orchestrated coup. This is, this is Banana Republic stuff. And it just happened right out in the open and in our faces with with institutions. And I mean, go back and tell 2014, Steve, don't believe anything from the intelligence community. Go back and tell us when we were America, bitch, when we were kids in the 80s against the Soviets. Don't believe the FBI and dismantle the CIA. We'd have looked at you like, what are you, some kind of pinko commie simp? That's what we would have said. Yes. And yet here we are. This is why I'm broken because this was a coup. That's what it was. That's what I referred to it at the time when I did my uh, Twitter updates. It was always a coup update. Absolutely. I I don't disagree. And it's just all the more shattering that I can't fully agree with you because we have a... Coups are Tuesday now? Yes. Yep. Jill, you get the last word. Go ahead. It was all put in place even before Trump took office with Susan Rice and Samantha Powers and the unmasking and everything. They knew what they were doing from the beginning, and they knew that they could get away with it and no one would stop them. And that is right. Like what what kind of government do you have? Are, are we going to address this or are we just going to let it go? I'm, I'm shocked that the Durham probe has even pulled this out. I didn't even think we'd get this far. I mean, we were like a few months ago, we were like mocking people that were like thought this thing was going to actually produce something. I'm I'm stunned that we even got this. Let's get to the exit question. Whose credibility is the most damaged here? Oh, I wish I could say the press, but they're beyond being uh, damaged. Yeah, they're too shameless. So I'm yes. going to say the, the, our intelligence community. Yep. Aaron? Um, all of the above, yes. Jill? Yeah, it's the FBI. If you have any faith in the FBI, Russia collusion, January 6th, every every shooter that has come out and yeah. they say, oh, we knew about them already. We didn't do anything about it, but we knew about them. I, 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 all your answers are great. I got to throw my own in there because I just did not want to believe at the outset that this thing was as systemic as, well, people like Bongino and others were claiming mm-hmm. that it was, you know, but uh, I will not fall for this again. I will not offer any such benefit of the doubt to anybody based on their past record or anything. Uh, again, benefit of the doubt for me is pretty much uh, worked down to the nub at mm-hmm. this point. Let's get to our kicker issue four, really quick. What do you pr- predict what you think will be the next major media narrative to be completely discredited? What's the next Russia collusion, Aaron? So I, I don't really think this is totally recency bias. I, I, I'm not really sure if it, what narrative it fits into. Guys, it can't be this obvious. You can't have a federal judge order the FBI to stop pulling data off of Project Veritas computers. And then the same day, the New York Times magically comes up with some leaked privileged communications between Project Veritas and their lawyers. 
Not sure what that fits into as far as media narratives go. You can't be, I have to think, you cannot be that obvious. You cannot be that brazen. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to blow up. So the leakocracy. Yeah. Todd? Some combination of January 6th and election fraud. What do you think it's going to be, Jill? Uh, Inflation is transitory. The U.S. uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen came out this week and said they're not going to allow 70s-style inflation. This is going to affect Every American, you saw it in Aaron's video at the top of the show, uh, that the pipelines have been shut down. They're laughing in your faces when they know that gas prices are going up. People are not going to be able to afford food, gas, everything going through this winter. And when you look at it, the Build Back Better plan, it's all tied through the Biden agenda. And this is they're trying to spend more money right now, and it's going to hurt Americans. And it might be transitory, but guess what, guys? Hyperinflation in Weimar, Germany. It only took three years, but it inflicted a lot of damage in the meantime. Those are all those are all good answers too. I'm actually going to go with the CDC. I, I think the attempt, like you just said, you can't have a judge put a an restraining order on something and an injunction the next day it shows up in the New York Times yep. anyway. Okay, that's just is too over the top. The there's there's too many people now that are in opposition to these mandates. Too many legal groups. Too many attorneys. Um, uh, I I think the CDC will be the next one to fall, From like the FBI, like the FBI, like the intelligence community. I think it will be the CDC. Let's get to our predictions. Aaron, go. So I, I think by the first quarter of next year, there will be a handful, uh, maybe one high profile Democrat, either in the House or in the Senate, that will start mulling and start openly talking about uh, impeachment for Joe Biden. Mm. Things are going to get so bad, a la what Jill was just talking about. Uh, does their name rhyme with uh, Sam uh, Jamshin, by any chance? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Todd? Woo Pig Suey. The uh, Arkansas Razorback women's soccer team starts the march tonight, wins the first round game, and will make it to the final four. She's not even on the team yet. Do you have to be a homer yet? She signed her letter of intent. She's on the team. So it's like you're engaged, right? It's done. All right. Jill, go ahead. Going back to my sports roots, Aaron and I uh, follow the Hawkeyes closely. I'm going to go with quarterback Alex Padilla is going to take over and not look back for the Hawkeyes because, please, I need this to happen. From your lips to God's ears. (laughs) Can't handle any more of the Spencer Petras experiment. If you had enough, you tapped out. Yeah, that's a brutal watch. Uh, My prediction is attempts to tax and or regulate cryptocurrency, but particularly Bitcoin will be a major talking point of the Biden administration next year. They will try to shift blame for the economic disaster that's unfolding right before us. Uh, Cryptocurrency advocates um, will be the new unvaccinated in 2022. Oh, that's a great prediction. And that they will single them out as selfish um, and opt-outs and not doing their part uh, in order to dig us, uh, help us to build back better and to dig out of this. That's what I think we will see happen next year. I can't wait to get a reaction from our Tuesday guest next week who's giving us uh, Crypto 101. Jill, you did a phenomenal job. Yes. Very impressed. And Thank you. I, 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 love, I love the show, big fan, and uh, very, very excited to get the invite for this. So thanks, uh, we were, you, you did great. And now I don't regret recommending you to the brass here. You more than lived up to the hype. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, we you. will do it again, Jill. God bless you. Take care. We'll come back with some Feedback Friday here in a moment. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with... 
Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also get me on MeWe Parlor, Gab and Getter, G-E-T-T-R. That's if you uh, like to avoid censorship. Go to those platforms. Because we'd love to just completely and totally abandon Facebook and Twitter. But we can't until more of you do, because that's still how most of you access our content. All right. So MeWe, Parler, Gab, and Getter are where you can go to get uh, free of the big tech, the shackles of big tech censorship. You can also get clips from the show that are free to watch and also free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That is rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. We'll get to Feedback Friday here in just a moment. Brought to you by our friends at Home Title Lock. If you don't own your own home, you don't need to listen here for the next minute or so. Uh, But if you do, uh, beware of home title thieves because home title theft is one of the fastest growing cyber crimes out there. Cyber thieves around the world know home values in in the States here are sky high right now. That makes us a target. The crime is scary simple. Uh, A cyber thief simply forges your name on a property sale form and then refiles it as themselves with the new owner. And then they end up taking out loans and liquidating your equity. And often you don't know about it until the deed, the dirty deed is done and or the kinds of phone calls and letters in the mail you never want to hear and see begin to show up. So get an ally to help protect you from this with our friends at HomeTitleLock.com. Enter the code RADIO for 30 free days of protection when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. And then also while you're there, register your address for free to make sure that uh, you also have not already been a victim and you just didn't even know it yet. When you go to HomeTitleLock.com, again, that is HomeTitleLock.com. All right. We ready for some feedback Friday? Is that an always? Always. Always. Let's get to it. Let's start with Sonny Osteen in North Carolina. He writes, I am furious listening to your show on November 9th. I cannot believe that you are laying the blame on Donald Trump for what's happening to the fools who decided it was a good idea to storm the Capitol. He did not ask or invite anyone to do what they did. I've watched your show every day since it was available on Rumble. And my comment for you is to go F yourself, Steve. You cannot hold Donald Trump's jock F off a-hole. Any thoughts on that? Is that a fair criticism, do you think, by Sonny Osteen in North Carolina? Deep, really deep. Here's the thing. Uh, you in your slurping have utterly lost Steve's point. It wasn't, it wasn't Donald Trump's fault that, what was it? Sweet cakes by Melissa the, in Oregon, mm-hmm. is it? uh, got shut down. Uh, but as I tried to tell him at the time, you know, you don't need to go in, uh, go in there, uh, all gung-ho about being a great arbiter of what the definition of uh, marriage is or anything like that. You just need to know, like, I know business. I know how these things run. We can't do society like this. And I told him uh, when he was campaigning, he should go there with a pile of cash in his pocket, pull it out like the great NBC, let's make a deal guy that he is and say, yeah, I'm going to pay your fines here. Uh, That would have been his version of eating the chicken sandwich. You know, it wasn't, so 
again, this also problem, January 6th wasn't his fault. And Steve never said anything like that. The fact that you're hearing that is a you problem, brother, sister, whoever you said this was. Sonny Osteen. Sonny Osteen. It's absolutely a you problem. This is about an opportunity that Steve saw a, 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 and a moral duty to have the back in some fashion. Uh, and you're talking about idiots? Sure, there were some idiots there. But there are also a lot of good people who are not being afforded due process right now. I, again, and are they his people? Uh, are they who's Trump's people? Uh, yeah, well, yes, they're the ones being denied due process. Yes. So I'm glad that you went back. Let me let me add some texture to what you just said, if you don't mind. So back in 2015, when Donald Trump and his team are lobbying me to support him in the presidential race. And I took your idea to him and said, you should either start your own Trump GoFundMe or just we're going to pay their $35,000 fine myself because you're also being, remember, he was being boycotted at this time. His business interests were being boycotted uh, because of what he was saying about immigration during the primary campaign. He was facing what we now call cancel culture. He was facing it himself. And I made the point to Donald and his people, hey, you don't have to as you put it, become the culture warrior for the definition of marriage, given your background and what your beliefs are. But this is, if there's if there's a more transcendent point than what is the definition of marriage, I don't know if this is it, but it might be a more basic and primal one, which is we don't, it, we don't go after people's livelihoods because we disagree with them politically. That ought to be verboten. Do we that, have a free market or yeah, not? There ought to be some rules of engagement. Even the mob doesn't doesn't murder you in front of your wife and kids, mm -hmm. okay, when they take out their trash. So there needs to be some rules of engagement. If we're literally going to just skip right to targeting people's ability to put food on their table, that's going to splinter this country real quick, which, by the way, is not, not what we've seen here the last yes. couple of years. And this was the point that I tried to get him to back them up going after that point. The same thing applies here. What was the conversation we were just having last hour? We discussed what, what what was attempted against Donald Trump that we discussed last week. What was the word we used? A coup. A coup. What is a coup? An unlawful attempt to topple a legitimate government. That's what a coup is. How come we didn't call it the American coup in 1776? What did we call it? The, revolution. the revolution. What's it, a revolution or a war of independence? An attempt to establish a legitimate government. That's what a revolution is. A coup is an attempt to topple one. Hence the Declaration of Independence Hence the declaration. and its entire purpose. Yes, exactly. They attempted a coup against him. That's another way of saying he was denied due process. Who did they steal the election from? Him. Him. What, that's another way of saying he was denied what? Due process. Due process. Should I go on and continue? Now they're still going after his financial records and everything else. He's still fighting about that in court a full year after he's left the White House almost, right? Acting as if he's not entitled to any kind of privacy as a private citizen now whatsoever because they're scared to death that he might run again and they want to make an example out of him. This is another attempt to do what to him? Deny him of what? Due process. Due process. What was done to Michael Flynn when they when they railroaded him 
And then when the judge, remember the judge tried to actually overlook this evidence originally Mm -hmm. and keep the thing going? Remember that? Mm -hmm. And it was a superior court that had to come in and smack him down. And why did the superior court do that? Because that judge was attempting to do what to Michael Flynn? Deny Deny him what? Deny him due process. What does the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution say? No person shall be denied life, liberty, or property without what? Due process of law. The same argument that you were just making about sweet cakes from Melissa, who were facing the same cancel culture for their beliefs back in 2015 that Trump was facing for his during that race, applies here. His supporters, whether they were idiots or not, whether they stormed the Capitol or not, some people did storm the Capitol. The vast majority of video I've seen were people just walking in and often being let in. It's irrelevant. Indefinite detentions. Indefinite detentions. We do that in America of American citizens? We do. We do now when we treat people we don't agree with politically as political prisoners. Do you know who keeps political prisoners? The same kinds of people that pull off a coup. This is... (laughs) But don't mind that, Sonny. Nice fetish you got there. Yes. These people, most of their major infractions is that they supported and voted for Donald Trump. That's why people are being let out if they recant of it. That's why judges are asking them to show up and show your regret after a struggle session for six months in the poke. Show your regret for voting for Trump and how evil you know he was. They're literally reading these statements like this in court, guys. Like it's friggin' North Korea, Sonny. So no, Sonny. I don't think it's too much to ask at all that Donald Trump... That game recognize game. And Donald Trump recognized that the vast majority of these people are in that position for supporting him. Not because they stormed the Capitol. Thanks for reading that. Welcome. Some of you, and it's a, it's a minority. Otherwise, this show would not have grown as much as it has the last couple of years if it was not. But there is a minority of you who I think don't want Donald Trump to live up to the ideal that you have for him. You just, you want to slurp him, as Todd said. I go, I, I will tell you this. I will go out of my way to pimp slap you. You just did. Like I just did. Because if you know what I love to do? Pimp slap cults. I love doing it. You want, to, you, want to, you want to know what my fetish is? We've all got a kink. Let me tell you what. I'll, I'll disclose one of mine. You probably don't want to know the rest. I'll disclose one of mine because it fits into the agenda of the show. I don't want to know the rest. Okay. I love to pimp slap cults. I mean, I just, I, I get off on it. As the great prophet Brett Bielema once said, it's borderline erotic. I get off on it. I love pimp slapping cults. I love making you blink. I love triggering you to get reactions like this. I mean, I, I, I get off on it. Like, eyes roll in the back of my head, euphoria, get off. Toes, toe curling, get off. That's how much I love doing it. So bring me all that smoke for for no other reason. I enjoy the hell out of reacting to it. That's why I bypassed three weeks of emails and put yours first. (laughs) Have a nice weekend, Sonny. Indeed. Sunny side up or down. Let's get to Will. My family is doing its usual holiday get-together, but this year it has a twist. Only vaccinated family members are allowed. 
I'm shocked and torn as to what I should do. Should I tell them I'm done with them and never speak to them again, or should I show up unannounced and see if they have the balls to do anything about it? My wife and I are both registered nurses who have worked this whole pandemic and are possibly, that's why I'm so glad he told us this first yeah. and then dropped this, okay? This isn't burying the lead. This is setting up, this is setting us to the finale. This is great writing right here. And oh, by the way, the rest of the story, Mr. Harvey, my wife and I are both RNs who have worked this whole pandemic and are possibly going to be put out of work at any time due to the, the due to our declining of the COVID vaccine. What would you and the guys do? I can't believe this is happening. Let's work here back to front. All right. All of you that are in the situation that Will is in or about to be, get rid of the I can't believe this is happening. Anticipate that it, someone in your life this will happen with. I, I know someone who who's had a best friend that they confided absolutely everything in. Helped them through an abusive marriage, everything. And that person has just completely dropped them. Uh, blocked them on Facebook and everything. Why? Over this. Over this. So, before we get into this specific situation and what to and not to do, and frankly, I don't know will be my short answer because I think it probably varies family to family. But if you don't think this can happen, get rid of that and be prepared for it. Jesus himself said, I didn't come, don't, do not think I came to bring peace. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Pinning basically every relationship you can imagine against one another. Because this is what truth does. The fact you, you guys are both RNs and medical professionals, that they would even attempt at this, knowing that, indicates there isn't an amount of objective information or data that you could provide that would change their minds. <clears throat> they're, they're in a cult. And when, you're, when people are lost to a cult, th this is why I think it depends on the family, okay? Because when, when people are lost to a cult, there's only two options. They're given over and too far gone, um, or they're reachable. And there really is no in-between. Like, there's not an accommodation. There isn't a middle ground. It's one of those two. And the only way you often find out is, is with a very provocative act or a very provocative word that cuts to the quick of, what, of, what's, of what's really going down. You know, we've, we've talked before about people who claim to be patriotic or believe in America's Judeo-Christian values, but in the end, aren't willing to actually pay the price for them or defend them, right? We've had that mm -hmm. conversation for the better part of this year. This is unique. This isn't unique in just our particular ideological or theological persuasion. This is the human condition. Because there's all kinds of people in cults 
that they join it for meaning and everything else. And then when they find out what the actual cost is of belonging, just we were yep. talking last hour with Jim Jones. The people, there were a few people like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably my tap out moment here. Uh, where's that plane at? How can I get to it? Okay. Uh, so this is why a provocative act or word is effective because it will reveal to everybody. It, it's the revealer of are you bought in or not? Which is why I would actually tend to lean on just showing up anyway. But now you and your wife have to be of one mind on this and and know going in that you're okay if the answer is which you don't want to hear and you're shunned. And if and if and then if they let you in, the two of you need to be of one mind that you're okay if there's a if there's a, a gaggle of them that whisper about you and sneer at you the whole occasion. And you would make that decision because putting up with that might loosen somebody or a group of somebody else's in that family from the tentacles of succumbing to this cult. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Understand though, will you're not going there for Christmas. Okay. You're going there to confront a cult in your family. If you go there for Christmas, prepare for mass disappointment and a, and a crying wife. And, and then, and you'll be to blame. Okay. So you and your wife have to be of one mind on this. Your pilot and co-pilot man, your, your ice man and maverick. Okay. And you don't ever abandon your wingman. You know what I'm saying? You're, this, you're going into spiritual warfare in your family. And just it just so happens that you heard the bullets on Christmas Day. All right, that, that The Christmas is the occasion for it. But you're not going there for Christmas. You're going there to confront this. If you go there for Christmas, prepare for a lot of disappointment and, and, and anger and frustration and tears. That's my two cents. What do you guys think? Mm, my two cents are almost identical is starting with uh you being of one mind about this i I, in it would be challenging for my wife and i to be on one mind in this scenario not because and again i think steve is casting that broadly speaking uh we would agree wholeheartedly uh about uh a, a need to do something but how in that moment things could go things could play out the number of bullets you're willing to take you know it it's because it could get messy and it could get ugly and some people are just built for that better than others so i can't stress enough but don't fool yourselves about that but yeah if you're capable of doing that again it's it's, it's make make them make the bullies go all the way Yes. Let's see what they Make got. Make them enforce it. Yes. Yes. Call the bluff. It's on them. Yes. Don't go. Because I'll, I'll guarantee you the whole family's not in on this. Uh, yes, exactly. Now, how many aren't? Who knows? You'll, this is how you find out, though. Yeah. Okay? It's just nobody else has the balls to actually do something about this. Okay? Yeah. Not everybody's in on it. All right? But but understand, this is an evangelistic effort. Yes. This isn't an attempt to have some kind of uncomfortable peaceful yet peaceful christmas family family christmas you're that you're you are going into the inner sanctum of a cult and so if if that's not what you want your christmas to be about mm-hmm. are you a terrible person no, no. no then just don't go and find and yeah. celebrate christmas another way okay 
Aaron, you have any thoughts? So I would say, yeah, of one mind, that's that's the priority here as well. And, and just to go back to to what he talked about in in the email, you know, trying to something to to the effect of figuring out whether or what not they want to be a part of the family, or or you're not the one making that decision, my friend. If you do this, if you do this, well, already they they've made that decision. But if you go through with this and they say, uh, no, get out of here, that's their decision. That's on them. So, I mean, it's rough, obviously, just trying to imagine this in my own mind, in my own family, if that happens. Uh, that would be a rough thing. But, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, just know at the end of the day, even though it's tough, you're not the one making that decision. They are. They're the ones hitting the eject button. Jeff Payne in Winter Springs, Florida, has a list of how terms have been redefined. In the last year or two, anti-racism equals real racism. Big pharma equals the next big tobacco. We will come to see this eventually, he says. Critical race theory equals the new Jim Crow. Executive order is the new imperial edict. Uh, Great reset equals the great betrayal. Mail-in ballots equals counterfeit votes. New better normal equals your new plantation. No voter ID equals election theft. Progressivism equals colonialism. The cities are their colonies. Undocumented migrants equals uninvaded invaders, uninvited invaders. Vaccine accommodation equals medical apartheid. Vaccine mandate equals vaccine ultimatum. So he is providing the Kevin Nealon subliminal man true definitions of what these things actually mean. What are you guys' thoughts? Well, uh, anybody... who's wants to um, make clear through uh, whatever list, meme, what have you, that we are living in peak Orwellian times has my backing. So, A+. plus. Couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more. Louise Smith says, I'm a nurse practitioner at a pediatric, pa- pediatric hospital in Florida. Treating COVID in the hospital is based upon a protocol and does not include many drug options. We treat anticoagulants, steroids, remdesivir, or we treat with anticoagulants, steroids, remdesivir, antibiotics to treat likely superimposed pneumonia and an inhibitor, which helps decrease the body's inflammatory response. We cannot use ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or any other non-protocolized drug. I myself have purchased ivermectin for my family through seven cells, as I'm not sure if I could get a prescription if I were to get COVID. My best advice to anyone who gets COVID is to stay away from the hospital. Take vitamin D, ivermectin, aspirin, and get the monoclonal antibodies. Unfortunately, Luis, outside of Florida, in most places in America, you have to go to a hospital to get monoclonal. Okay. Most states have not made it portable like what Ron DeSantis attempted to do, but I'll continue. Uh, It's not that we are trying to kill our patients, but our hands are tied. Not to mention much of the medical community puts stock in the protocols we have been given. I work in pediatrics, so I've been blessed to have seen very few cases, but know the treatment protocols and know that they will be followed, whether they're good for you or not. How about, how about we're in the worst Regardless of the downgrading of deaths or how many times they lied, what have you, okay? Even if 50% of the deaths are inflated, hell, 75% of the deaths are inflated. This has been the worst pandemic since at least the Hong Kong flu then. That's over 50 years ago. This is maybe since the Spanish flu, a century ago. So the, so the, so the absolute least, this is the worst outbreak we've had in our country in half a century. At the least, and 
don't go to the hospital. Think about what that means. This just, is just, not just the f- contemplate that. This is not the first medical professional I've heard say that either. No, I mean, I've got all kinds of people that have worked that are medical professionals emailing me telling me that. Listen, there's, uh, this happens over the course of the series MASH multiple times. One of my favorite shows of all time. But they, what they called what they did there in those MASH units was meatball surgery. And it was it was about listen you, you, you this is high volume and you've got to duct tape these kids together, keep them alive, get on to the next one, and and then when the fog of war settles, then hopefully you can th- start thinking longer term, and you'd have these new doctors come in, who just came over from the states, were polished, were highly credentialed, highly trained. Uh, and they were just overwhelmed by it in the beginning. They had all the protocols, but when it came down to really doing health in that moment, in that crisis, they had to adapt big time. And that's clearly what we have not been willing to do. And sadly, because of a lot worse reasons than just being overcome by a a level of blood, guts, war, trauma that most people need some time to get into, there's far more cultish reasons at Bay why we've had plenty of time. And if this was really about health at all, my goodness, we would have been stop talking about, we would have never gotten to writing that book. And that book was how many months ago? End of March. So almost I, eight months ago now. We, we're, we are high on our own supply at a level never before seen in this country our protocols it's it's disgusting you said something yesterday that stuck out to me in theology thursday you know don't don't be deceived into thinking that the dark ages couldn't couldn't happen again that's you know i i've often i've often compared the cdc and the medical establishment's research to having more in common with an Amazonian witch doctor than, you know, actual medicine. Yeah, come on now. That, that's, that's where we live in now. All we have for medicine right now is, is talismans and spells. At least amongst the medical establishment. A talisman and spell. You take this, you take this uh, uh, tincture or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you 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 take this potion, and you will be well again. Uh, but then come back to the witch doctor when you're unwell again, and we'll do a different potion and we'll do a different spell. That's what this. I mean, that's that's what this is, in in a lot of places around the country. That's basically what this. And so when we talk about the dark ages, yeah. Yeah, the, in a lot of people's minds, they're already back there, whether they know it or not. Mm. You know what? Let's brighten it up here really quick. Because eight for eight, the Built Bar Pumpkin Puffs came through yet again. Yeah, I had one during the last break. 
Who are you that are so wise in the ways of science? I know. I'm going, you know me, I'm, I'm going to have to remain skeptical here, at least until I run out of these. All right. Just to continue to reiterate that they meet my high, lofty pumpkin spice standards of approval. But they have so many other great flavors of, of the best protein bar of all time, including number two on my Built Bar Power Ratings, Coconut Brownie Chunk. It's back and available right now if you want to give that a shot or any of their Regular everyday flavors, those are great too. Loaded with taste, loaded with flavor, loaded and covered in real chocolate, but not loaded with calories, carbs, or sugars. I mean, the pumpkin puffs are like 130 calories a bar, and they're phenomenal. So if you want to give Built Bar a shot or you want to go back for more, use my last name, Dace, as your promo code when you go to Built.com. B-U-I-L-T, Built.com, promo code Dace. Buddy of ours who does like, you know, triathlete stuff sent me a text yesterday. He's like, I finally broke down. Got so sick of hearing you guys talk about these. I gave it a shot. He's like, holy crap. He got one of the, he just got the regular coconut out of the regular everyday variety box. He's like, I could not believe how good those were. Okay. So built.com promo code days to get 15% off. We'll come back here uh, and get to more of your feedback Friday on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast in a month. So much of the people food we eat these days doesn't have the load of vitamins, minerals, nutrients, etc. we need. That's why... We spend, we people, we spend so much money on supplements all the time. Had my uh, ivermectin appointment yesterday with um, Dr. Molly James at ivermectin Ken, C-A-N, ivermectinken.com. And um, she's like, what supplements do you take? And I'm like, might be shorter to tell you which ones I don't. (laughs) It's a pretty long list. All right. And so um, that's because they strip a lot of that stuff out of our food at the factory. Because if you keep that stuff in there, it it doesn't last as long. It spoils faster. You know what? They do the same thing to our pets too. That's why, thankfully now, there's a supplement for your dog. It's called Rough Greens. It's the powder you sprinkle in with your pet's food and you put back the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that were taken out most likely before it ever left the factory. But you might be wondering what happens if my pet doesn't like it. Well, let's find out together. How about you pay for the shipping? We'll give you the bag for free. All right, we'll meet you in the middle. Actually, about... 60, 65% of the way there when you look at the cost of the bag compared to the shipping. All right, so we'll give you that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in 14 days or less when you go to roughgreens.com. Again, that's roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F is how it's spelled, or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Let's get back to the emails here. This is from Bruce Lau. America Airlines announced that we will be categorized as a government contractor. And all employees will need to be vaccinated in order to stay employed. I've made the personal, religious, and spiritual decision to leave American Airlines as a pilot. There are currently 35% of the approximately 15,000 pilots at American who remain unvaxxed. With the pressure they they will apply, that number will probably drop to 10 or 15%, according to our union leadership's best guess. As a side note, I recovered from COVID and have natural immunity. I go to LabCorp every six months to measure my antibodies. My career as a pilot for American is coming to an end. I had eight years left. I'm leaving a lot of money on the table, but if it was about the money, I would just take the jab. 
I was originally with TWA and was hired in 1996. I will submit a religious exemption and pray for a positive result, but I'm not hopeful. This is a sad time for my wife and I. She retired as an ICU nurse and has not taken the vaccine and does not plan to. I really love my job as a pilot at American and was getting ready to go training to start flying the Boeing 777. I was really excited about that opportunity. Keep people like us in your prayers. And again, thanks for what the three of you are doing with your worldview show. I rarely miss it and will surely be one, and it will surely be one of the tools in the tool belt to help me get through this journey. My faith and God's word and my personal relationship with Christ being the best tools. I also have a very supportive Christian wife of 32 years, which helps. She serves at a Christian pregnancy center and I admire her servant heart. We are both extremely pro-life. And again, that is from Bruce Lau. And this is a, this is a story that is, that is being told all over the country right now. Yeah, which makes uh, earlier on the show when we talked about Aaron Rodgers all the more appalling. Because for the information smart set to either not know, and I've, there's in such a bubble, many of them probably don't. Or to know and to not want that information out there, that, that, that Aaron Rodgers isn't remotely unique. Right. There's hundreds of thousands of people who think the exact same way and they aren't all republicans and they come from all different shapes and sizes in terms of uh their social status their education they just they smell a cult and they want no part of it and there's all kinds of data pointing it there's a nation called sweden it's these are very very dark times we are living in when when steve's point about you there's there's so many of you and yet the press can get away with a storyline like it did trying to make you terrified to step forward like they're trying to do by making an example out of aaron Rodgers. um again that's some that's some quality goose stepping everybody this is why i think cdc is the next to fall I'm in. Because of the amount of people that this impacts, the amount of people that we're talking about imposing, opposing this, let's just say it's only 10 or 15% in all of these industries. Guys, that's millions of people, guys. Millions of people. Millions. Okay? I mean, we've never had more than 15% of the American population be black. Was absolutely every black person in America involved in the civil rights protests and and uh, in struggles of the 50s and 60s? No. That be, but, but, but it was still millions of people. You mm-hmm. see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, of course. I mean, if, you, if it's 10 to 15% of people in all of these industries in a country of 330 million people, that is millions of people. It doesn't take too many of them to be strategically placed in places like that Procter & Gamble montage or ad that you played yesterday, Aaron. Okay? Uh, airlines. So we're doing this thing on Wednesday on... on um, on Fauci, this and and Glenn and his research team, they have been working on this thing for like months, getting ready to launch this. And I'm I was supposed to go to Dallas to do this, and I'm like, guys, can you tell me for sure that the flight that, that, that the flight I'm going to get on, I'm going to get back here in time to because because with the with the nefarious filming starting and Christmas coming up, we're at the end of the year, we have like no margin for error and time off with our show right now to. Com- comply with all their contractual obligations and everything else. And, and Ricky's like our executive producer. She's like, I can't blame you. No, I can't tell you that. 
because what's the central hub for American Airlines, by the way? Dallas. Dallas, which is where the Blaze is located, right? So that's why I'm going to do a, a separate thing remotely here. But And I'm totally okay with that as much as I love going down and seeing everybody at the Blaze because I know why. Because the principle for why this is a thing is higher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I will go pay $20 a gallon for gas if it's because y'all shut your pipelines down because you don't want to comply with this madness mm-hmm. against your bodily autonomy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I won't complain or bitch and moan whatsoever. I'll just travel a lot less. Because there's a higher principle at stake here. And, it, and if we're only talking about 10 or 15%, and see, I think it's actually higher than that, but we'll go with that. If we're only talking about 10 or 15% in all these industries, that is millions of people that could bring this thing to its knees. That's a lot of people. Aaron, were you going to say something there? A macabre question about cults. Can you think in modern history of any well-known cult that did not end in a mass casualty event? Oh, gosh. No. But... There's also a variable here. Can you think of any modern-day cult that had an army? I can. I can think of at least one. That would be North Korea. Rome. Or Rome. <laughs> yeah. you, you could say Rome as yeah. well. Uh, Japan, regardless. Japan. Yeah. The cult of Hirohito. That would be one. But that's a mass casualty event as well. You, you bet it is. These yeah. things never end well. Yeah. Never end well. Whether it's a mass casualty event or, or otherwise. Well, that's a have a happy weekend. <laughs> yeah. True as it is. I'm so glad I let it hear and interject that point. Uh, Can I I fit under this desk? Um, Let's continue on. Matt says, nobody with their eyes opened is surprised that ESPN and the mainstream media failed to leave out uh, the part of, or, or, or didn't fail to leave out the part of Aaron Rodgers' interview with Pat McAfee, where he said he used ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies where he recommended people take supplements like vitamin D, C, and zinc with the continued censorship of ivermectin and actual treatments. Have you guys heard of any stories from people who have used ivermectin and said it did not work? So here's what I can tell you. There have been over 60 studies that, that, have, been, that have looked at ivermectin around the world as an early prophylaxis. In some cases, if you're symptomatic and hospitalized, it has, I have seen it help, Okay. But by and large, it's meant to be a prophylaxis, meaning if you you take it at the onset of symptoms or after a positive test. I would tell you that on average, the efficacy of the studies I've seen around the world would be on the low end between 60 and 70% effectiveness. I now know six people personally who have taken it. Previously, I knew five, and then there was my buddy Bill Salier. By the way, for those of you that want an update, that lawsuit will be filed here imminently against Walmart. And my buddy Bill Salier is the sixth person I know that has taken it, and he had to, because he couldn't get his prescription filled, that's why we're suing their asses, he had to go to the farming fleet and get the uh, the repurposed for cattle, or the ho- for, or, or horse, uh, repurposed for horse version. He took that. Okay. Um, but... You know, he grew up on a farm. He grew up with horses. He gave it to horses, so he knew how to uh, remanage the dosage from human to animal. Of the six people I know that have taken it, it made one of them sick. It didn't work for one, and it worked, and it helped the other four get better. So in my own limited sample size of people I know, what is four out of six? Is that like 
Well, it's about 60, 70 percent, which is about what the studies are, right? It's about 66 percent right in the middle there. So there is no there is no panacea. We all die. Okay, so that's why we talk about life saving treatments, plural, because there's numerous options here that don't even involve hydroxychloroquine and and ivermectin that you can utilize. It's why Peter McCullough says to fight for access to those treatments, but don't get hung up on one in particular because there are multiple bullets we can fire at this thing. It is still a respiratory virus. It is still a pulmonary infection. And as someone that has lived with asthma for 30 plus years, I'm well aware of the fact we're fairly effective at treating pulmonary infections without even using things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. This is from Doug. He writes, I gave up a 20-plus year side gig working in sports this year because those K-12 and in colleges across my home state of Virginia are under another indoor mask mandate from our black-faced infanticidal pediatrician that calls himself a governor. And I don't want to have anything to do with it. Even if I were afforded exceptions to the rule, it's not about me, it's about our future. While I'm not going inside the gates for any sporting events and haven't since last spring at said institution, I did go out and tailgate with my friends and family for fellowship recently, sans any of the school gear on and wearing a lion's not sheep hat. Many pulled me aside, including my own parents who have typically voted Republican and have burned out the lower left-hand corner of their last few TVs with the Fox Fox News logo over the years. They said, you know, you don't have to mask up, but for a moment when you go inside, they really don't enforce it. I responded with, you're missing the bigger picture here. If they aren't going to enforce the mandate in the stadium and almost no one is wearing masks at the tailgate, then the students and faculties shouldn't have to wear them even if they don't want to. These people are not going to keep infringing on your rights, or these people are going to keep infringing on your rights and move our younger generations toward an Andy state until we stand up and say no. While the attendance was weak because our football team is coming up, coming out of an ebb as I drove as I drove out at kickoff, a number of people whom I could comfortably say lean right are going along with the masquerade like the sheep that we dread. I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable, but reading the room in real time, I think we're underestimating how willing others are to be the same. Are we taking the bait for this let-them-eat-cake approach that makes it tolerable for our younger generation's opportunity to think for themselves eroding away without any resistance? If so, what's the remedy to get these people's attention beyond people like you or little old me that they're going to keep doing this until we stand up against it, even if it means we lose the ability to enjoy America's current pastimes? So, Doug, here's what it is. It's the Samuel Adams observation. History has always been moved by the committed minority. Always. Think of what is the most powerful protest movement in this country of the last 40 years. Do you guys know what it is? What's the most powerful protest movement? What protest movement changed more public policy than any others the last 40 years? What would you guess? Last 40, so we're going back to 1980. Take a guess. There's ample protest movements. Pick one. What do you think? Which? What do you think it is? Brexit. No, it's the Rainbow Jihad. Oh well. Yeah, the Rainbow Jihad is. Okay. I was trying and, to think of something positive. Why the heck did I do that? Yeah. Why were you doing that? <laughs> I don't in know. In the last, in I la- apologize. It, it'll never happen. In, in the last census, less than four percent of American households identified themselves as oh, yeah. gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgendered. Less than four percent. No, it's like thirty percent. In the in the in the in the younger generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but that's the it, it's always a committed minority it's always a committed minority you know it's it starts with 56 signers and then you win a battle or two and then everybody's like hey we were with you all along that's how it always begins it always starts there hey before we let you out of here want to let you remind you that if you want to get out of your blue state hellhole and move to a place that there really aren't any true red states, frankly, at this moment, but that you have a chance of turning into one, make sure uh, you do so with our friends over at realestateagentsitrust.com. Get an agent who will come in, take charge of your situation, and then remember that ultimately you're the one who's really in charge and has a proven track record of success as well. The name says it all of where you would find that agent. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Any final thoughts? No, I'm looking forward to this weekend, going to a uh, Informed Choices seminar here in uh, Des Moines where uh, the rare opportunity to be around a lot of people who think exactly like me. So That's always fun. It doesn't happen like very you. often. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I would say uh, just the, the weekly reminder as much as you can, if you can, over the weekend or whatever constitutes the weekend for you, uh, try to try to get away for just a little bit. Amen. Um, and and it, if possible, as well, I'm going to try to make a concerted effort this weekend as well. It, if if it's warm enough, try to get away from screens. I I don't mean to sound like your mother, but um, try try to get off and away from the devices and the screens. For a little while, read a book, something like that. I'm going to be making a concerted what effort to do. <laughs> what are those? Uh, effort to do that, as well as not ending up in a ditch. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. Look at look at Aaron now. He's all grown up, trying to be responsible, trying to have perspective. Where's our degenerate who was talking about his? Oh, he's working sixty-five thousand dollar right leg now. right he, there. He yeah, went, he went right. No, I'm just. Head. I'm really gonna try to make an effort to make sure I'm not not on my. Uh, what that means he's TV gonna get all of his sports bets in before sundown in screens and in then front of screens all day. So so he'll he'll be on them all day today. Got to get all my sports bets in for the weekend and then. Hey guys, yeah, I lived up to it, man. I took the weekend off, stayed away from those screens. Yeah, uh-huh. Mr. Mr. Pius, right? I'm not saying spend the whole weekend, just, you know, an hour here, hour there. We may have our nefarious. Yep. Oh, whoops. Did I say that out loud? We got to go. That'll do it for this weekend or for this week. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll stick around and do the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash days. For the rest of you all, we'll see you again on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.